Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. This week's guest is super cute, and I'm so excited to have her. I'm going to let her introduce herself, y'all. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. <laughs> My name is Kelly Reddix. Um, I guess I can share a little bit about myself. Yeah. Um, I live in D.C. I've lived here for about five years with my husband. Um, I'm originally from Mississippi, and so I'm a Southern girl. Um, you might he hear it come out just a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a therapist in DC, um, primarily working with uh, teens, but I've worked with you know, adults, um, children, all of that. Um, let's see what else. I am a proud HBCU graduate, um, graduate of Louisiana. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, anything else? I yes. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, that was perfect. And I would say that me and Kelly met because our husbands were in the same program at FAMU Architecture and they were best buds and they kept in touch over the years. And when we, when I went to Washington DC uh, for my birthday, I think last year or the year before um I got yeah. to meet Kelly in person and girl your energy is everything you're such a light Aww. and I, I pretty <laughs> much loved her from then I just thought she was super cute and super fun and definitely goals because you're a therapist and you know that's on my list of things to do <laughs> so I really appreciate just your energy for that oh, thank so you. yeah we when we met yeah funny Michael um he told me um, he was like, oh, yeah, you're going to love her. Y'all are very similar. She's really cool. I was just like, okay. Um, and so when we <laughs> met, I was just like, oh, my God, I love this girl. Like, why haven't we been friends this whole time? Like, she's the best. We laughed Crazy. for, like, what, two or three hours. Um, so I was just like, you know, and, and it's funny because we've only met in person once. But I feel like. One time. I feel like we're, we're best friends. So it's fine. <laughs> yes. It's crazy because I'm like, when guys, like our husbands, men in general, I feel like they be holding out. You know what I'm saying? Like Please. they, they've, they've been dating both of us for a very long time. Like we've been with them for, right. for years at this point. So I'm like, why y'all didn't share the love? Right. Y'all could have been set this up. We could have been <laughs> hanging out this whole time and I could have been in Florida. Like what? And so I had exactly. to, to wait this entire time. And then when we met, it was just like, Oh my goodness. Magic. Yes. The magic. magic. <laughs> So I'm so happy to have you here today, girl, because number one, like I said, you are a therapist after my own heart. <laughs> and two, like, uh, I see your Instagram. I see what you're doing. Like, you're posting so many good things, so much positive affirmation, so much self-care and self-love posts. And I, for one, appreciate that, especially in times like this where it really feels like we're, we're for ourselves. Like, like, we have to just sort of figure it out. So I just, I guess I just want to start by saying, how are you doing lately? These past few months have been a lot to say the least. So tell us what you're doing to cope. What have you been seeing in the news? What are you connecting with? So, whew, child. 
Uh, it's a lot. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're in like what season seven of quarantine, and you know, and it keeps <laughs> getting crazier. Each each season is is more on top of the other. Um, yes. So for me, um, well, first I appreciate you know you saying that about my post. So before um, quarantine and COVID and all that, I would post occasionally, but I just. Um, as I started to read more throughout quarantine, learn more, think about all of these different things and just having a lot of time on my hands, um, I started to just want to post more stuff. Some people, um, you know, respond back to me. Other times it's, it's actually something that just resonates for me and it's helpful for me and yeah. I look back on it. And other times it's something funny. Um, I'm a very playful, you know, person, but, you know, there are times where I've actually, so people may see on my uh, personal Instagram that I'm saying something different than I normally would have. So in June, when um, a lot of the protests and things like that were going on, I, you know, I was angry. There are a lot of things that yeah. you know, I didn't say anything reckless, but, um, but I, you know, <laughs> some of the things that I said were different from what I would normally say. And I had um, even some, um, some white friends who reached out to me and would say, you know, thank you for sharing this and that sort of thing. But it wasn't for anyone in particular. It was really to remind Black people and especially Black women that, you know, we need to take time for ourselves. And um, and through, you know, researching different things yeah. and all that, I started posting more about rest. And so that's one of the things that's really become important to me. So I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more, but that's one of the things that I started posting a lot about and I wanted to share that more on, because I never saw my Instagram as being, um, you know, a platform for anything. It was just like, you know, I look at funny stuff, I say things, I see friends and that sort of thing, but I started to feel like this is a time where I do need to speak, you know, and say things that are important to me. So that's, you know, that was like what season two or three um, of quarantine. <laughs> but in season seven, today, I'm doing well. Um, you know, every day is is different. There's some days where it's it's difficult, where I'm not doing the best. And I'm just like, is this really a reality? Um, so that can be difficult. But overall, I would say I'm doing pretty well adjusting to life as normal as it is now. Um, you know, there's just so much stuff that's happening in yeah. the news. There's so much stuff that's happening with pop culture. There's there's just a lot. And so some days it's like, I will ask my husband, like, can we just turn off all the TV? Like, I just needed to be quiet <laughs> for a little bit. He's a TV person, right. so he likes to have the TVs on all the time. Um, but if he's not here for a little while, I will just be sitting in silence maybe <laughs> reading or just doing like taking a bath something um without the noise because it's it, it's a lot so I guess yeah. um, for me to help me cope I you know like I said I've been reading um I enjoy baking so I've of course Ooh. you know just like some of the other people that were making uh banana bread and all of that that was <laughs> That was me. We were just trying to get through, girl. We were just trying something. Like, what else, what else can I do around here? I can't go anywhere. Like, I guess I'll, I mean, I'm not really a, you know, a cook and all that. But I was like, I guess, let me try something. I became just make a plant some bread. mom. Something. I became a plant mom. I have a whole bunch of plants now. Uh, and I normally have a black thumb, so it's turning a little bit green. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, and I take lots of baths. Like, 
a bath yes. is like my happy place that is something that I can agree with. I love a good bath. I love putting the bath bombs in there and really just relaxing. You know what? I might need to go ahead and do that because it's, it's been a while. <laughs> yes. Look, I am definitely um, an advocate for baths if you can. It doesn't have to be fancy, but just being in there, in I'll turn there. on a playlist. If I have a candle, I will light that. And then I will just be like, please don't bother me for like an hour. And I, you know, I sometimes I'm come up with great ideas in the bathtub or just, I don't know, think of all types of stuff. Chill, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, that, that sounds like a good thing to do. Now you mentioned a lot of uh, different coping mechanisms, which I appreciate, but you also mentioned some of the things that have been going on in the news uh, with the politics and of course, pop culture. For me, something that's been coming up a lot and um, what I've been trying to really advocate for is Black women. Uh, a couple months ago, I don't know what season that was of quarantine, but um, <laughs> I did an Empower Her series where the focus was on Black women because at that time, uh, I believe it was not only Breonna Taylor, uh, it was Tatiana Jefferson, um, of course, we're still grieving the death of Sandra Bland, and it just felt like there was so much just negativity towards Black women, and uh, I really felt good after doing that, but obviously there's more work to be done. Right now, we're seeing right now, um, even with Meg the Stallion, where she just did an episode on Saturday Night Live, and she did a whole bit about protecting Black women, and it seems like it's a trend right now. Uh, I think many people are starting to notice that as Black women, we are the least protected and the most disrespected. Mm -hmm. um, so as a Black woman, how do you feel about the recent outpouring of so much disrespect uh, for our sisters? And like, what, what are you doing to just kind of deal with that? Whew. So the first thing that I thought about um, with the women who, the black women who um, have been in the news for being killed by police. It is, I don't even know exactly the words to describe it. It's, it's scary and it's so saddening because this is our reality. It's not just the news, you know. I think mm -hmm. um, when we, or at least for myself, um, around the time of Trayvon Martin, when um, there started to be more coverage and all of that, it just, it, to me, as we started to learn more about these incidents, and it was just started to be really scary because although I grew up in Mississippi, so there's plenty to be said about that, but mm -hmm. I, I grew up in a suburban area and I didn't, you know, this wasn't my reality, you know, on an everyday yeah. basis, of course, I dealt with racism, of course, I, um, you know, my parents taught me a lot about um, my history in terms of slavery, my ancestors, and lots of different things, and how to talk to police and all of that, but I think it became more real as we started to see um, more Black men and women being killed, and there's this footage, and it's like, this yeah. is, how is this any different from myself? I could easily be stopped, and this happened to me. So it became very real, and, and it became very scary, and um, especially as the incidents 
grew and we heard about the circumstances of okay this person was walking this person not that because really and truly if you are you know committing a crime that doesn't that still does not necessarily mean that you deserve to be killed but i think it made it even more pronounced to think of this person was sitting and watching tv this person was you know doing something that asleep (laughs) asleep. these are normal things and they're not even doing anything to warrant this um with Atiana uh, T- Atiana Jefferson, she went to Xavier Jefferson. as well. And she, um, I think she was there during the time when my sister was at Xavier. So wow. I believe that I may have come in contact like or crossed paths with her. So I think to me that even on top of it, it just made it feel like, wow, this is someone that I possibly even met and you know and just hearing of the circumstances of how she um died and it's it's just heartbreaking and not only just in a sympathetic way or even an empathetic way but a way of that this is easy this can easily be me in any given day just minding my own business and something happens and now i'm you know this hashtag now people are going to say whatever they want to say about me in the media so that it so it just becomes even more um scary that this is you know, how we are still viewed. Um, and you would think, okay, well, history has, you know, taught us all these things and we should be at a certain place, but society is not. We're still in the same place in terms of um, how we're seen in many ways. So that is very disappointing and frustrating. And that's when I began to post more things saying that, you know, even for um, white people that I, you know, are, am close to, um, you know, I still posted it. I don't care whoever is seeing this, but I was saying, you know, even if you're posting something or whatever, it's not absolving you of your responsibility to speaking out every day for Black women. Mm-hmm. If you care about Black women, you know, we, such as Megan the Stallion, coming up with all these great things, we can be creative, you can see us in the media, all of these things, or even, you know, um, in at our jobs and all these things. And we, you know, you take from black women and we, you know, you celebrate us in those times, but when it comes to stand up for us, it's completely different, you know? So if you were a white person or even, you know, a person that's um, just not a black woman, we need you to stand up for us all the time, whether it's at work, whether it's, or even just in our homes, you know, and respecting us in that way. So (laughs) let's start there. there Because there's so many, you know, people who are still not respecting black women, even in the home. And that part is frustrating. So I guess that's, you know, one, some of the stuff that I've been thinking about in terms of the news with Meg Thee Stallion. I'm just, you know, it's just so much. And I was so frustrated because Black women can be for your consumption, where you enjoy our mm. um, our music, you enjoy our clothes, you enjoy, or whatever style and things like that that we come up with. But um, the outpouring of disrespect, especially for Meg, um, saying that, well, you know, finding trying to find some way that she did something wrong was so frustrating yeah. to me. And yeah. saying that, oh, because she's... Um, very you know she has sexually explicit things and this you know who is is going to respect her like first of all I don't I mean it's no different from some of the other music that we listen to and why can't she be independent and um 
you know, sexually yeah. free. And that does not have anything to do with you shooting somebody in the foot. Exactly. <laughs> I can be as sexual as I want to be. That doesn't warrant a gunshot wound. <laughs> like it doesn't Right. And then <laughs> I'm like, wait, how does that, that's not okay. Because when we think about that on like a normal level, it, that's where we turn into, you know, domestic violence and things like that. Like, okay, yes. well, you are whatever. So, you know, you are wearing these clothes like that's how we start going down yes. that road you're wearing these clothes yeah. so you deserve for this to happen to you deserve or you're not respected in your home so someone can beat on you or they can you know whatever so the um greater conversation just it just gets so dark so like you were saying self-care seems to be a huge thing for you and i'm learning more and more that it's becoming super important for me as well um aside from the self-care tips and positive affirmations that you're posting on Instagram, you're also a therapist. And so you have to advocate for self-care in that way, or at least you should advocate for it, you know, as a therapist. But what makes self-care so important to you? It's become your message in a sense, but we just don't, uh, history shows that we just don't, you know, have messages for no reason. It usually comes from a place of lack. Mm -hmm. So, what, what what happened for you, sis? Why so why is self-care so important to you? Oh, um, it's it's funny because when I first started posting things about self-care, I didn't even realize that I was posting a lot of things about it until certain people were like, Yes, yes, oh you're you're like a self-care person. I'm like, oh, I was <laughs> you know, I was just doing these, you know, just like, oh, you know, I should repost that. Oh, I should put that on my stories. Um, but I didn't even realize that most of the things that I was posting was about that uh, until I got that feedback. But it became really important to me. Uh, and I will say that I've, I've talked about it a lot in the past, and I would say that my ideas about self-care have changed, um, even within just this year and all the things that we've been through due to quarantine and due to COVID. Um, so as a backstory, um, I dealt a lot with anxiety and, um, and depression, especially while in um, grad school. So that's when I first mm. realized, as, you know, it, it helped that I was in grad school for counseling. So, you know, I started <laughs> looking in the DSM like, oh, wait, what is this? What? Now, I initially diagnosed myself with a lot of things. And I was like, okay, maybe Girl. I don't have all of these things. Let me, <laughs> let me narrow this down. But, um, <laughs> but one of the things that was constant was I started to realize uh, that I had a lot of symptoms of anxiety, especially and at that time, there was a lot of stuff that was going on with my family, a lot of family changes, family emergencies, crises. Um, and I, I was living at home with my, um, my parents and my younger sister at that time. So I was trying to juggle that along with um, completing schoolwork. And in grad school for counseling, as you know, a lot of it is about you as a person. So they're mm -hmm. not, you know, as as opposed to undergrad where it's about, you know, you need to get this test done and all of that. There's still tests and things like that. But in grad school for counseling, it's very reflective of who you are. They want to know, well, you are your biggest 
tool as a therapist. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, you are the, it's just you and the person, you know, yes, you may have additional tools with you, but you are the primary, um, you know, tool that you have in your counseling sessions with your clients. So a lot of my professors would be like, you know, what's going on with you personally? I'm like, you mean, me, me, like you, you really want to know? Like I'm doing terrible. Like this is a lot going on. What do you mean? Uh, you know, I'm struggling. Or when we had our group, um, our class for group therapy, we had to um, talk about a real problem. And so half mm-hmm. the class was having a textbook and learning out of that, and we would talk about that. And the other half of each um, of each class would be to sit in a circle and to do mm. therapy with our own problems. And initially I was like, I'm not about to share anything real. Like this, you know, that's weird. And then as groups naturally form into, um, I started to share real things. And I remember one day I, I, it, I just was not feeling it. I was having um, a really rough day and I was in class and I was not, I was deciding to not talk at all. So we were in our group therapy part. And I was like, I'm not going to talk at all. Hopefully nobody says anything to me because it's just not the day. And one of my, um, one of the other students, one of my peers, he, you know, someone else was talking. He just stopped them. And he was like, hey, Kelly, are you okay? And I just burst out into tears. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and mind you. And so, you know, so as part of this, yeah, I'm super sensitive anyway. So I'm trying to, like, say, I am not going to say anything. I am not going to do I am fine. And as soon as he, you know, calls me, asks me if I'm okay, I, like, burst into tears. And I start saying, you know, oh, this is happening. This. And everyone just, you know, hugged me. And it was Aww. really, it was, it was a lot. It was a powerful moment at that time. And well, one, it showed me how, you know, group therapy can really be helpful. And, and the, um, it's important, you know, as being a therapist to understand, you know, to have empathy and realize, like, you're not just saying things just um, because you're doing these things and they impact someone's real life. So I understood that on a real level once it was my stuff. But that's when, um, but at that time, it was very difficult for me. I before a lot of um, the stuff happened, I had like a three eight, you know, and I was so excited because I was doing really well in my classes. And then when all of these things happened within my family, I had a really difficult time dealing with that. And there would be some days where I literally didn't have the motivation to get out of bed. Um, I could not finish my my work at all, my schoolwork at all. I didn't. I just I couldn't even do it. I got so worked up and anxious before I can mm. even do it. And then, and I mind you, this is how anxiety work works, is that you will think about something a lot, um, but then not be able to complete it. So I would think about it all the time, like, I know I got to do this thing. I know I got to do this thing, but I, I felt paralyzed. So periodically, I will, will have times where it, you know, it, um, it stops me from being able to do things that I need to do. And that's where it becomes a problem. So recognizing it has been a big thing, as well as talking to my husband. So we, you know, he's the closest person to me. My family doesn't live here. Um, So a lot of times, you know, in the past, he would think, okay, what's wrong? You know, did I do something wrong? Like, are you mad at me? What's happening? Yeah. And I saw a meme um, 
one day and it was, or maybe it was a post on Instagram, but it was talking about a sad lobster. So it said that uh, <laughs> <laughs> this girl, she said that, you know, she has anxiety, I think also maybe depression. And um, so she came up with this thing with her boyfriend that on days where she's just not able to really function as well or having, you know, difficulty that day, doesn't really want to be bothered, but, you know, just to kind of signal to her boyfriend that she's not mad at him, she, you know, she'll just tell him, I'm a sad lobster today. And he already knows. <laughs> he already knows, like, okay, it's one of those days. It has nothing to do with me. Wow. That I do. And so we kind of use that. You know, I will tell him, it's a lobster type of day. And, you know, and he already <laughs> knows. He already knows what that means. And so I think that has been helpful, too, just communicating with other people around you that, um, you know, it, it's a difficult time. So for me, self-care means um, not just the cute stuff of right taking a bath. I mean, that is, you know, of course, that is a big coping skill it's for me. part of it. But also just taking care of yourself and noticing different things that are going on with yourself, even, you know, with foods and things like that. For me, I love to drink coffee. That is like Yes, girl. I have to have coffee every Preach. day. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I, look, I can't give that up. I've tried, and it's, tea is just not working for me. But, <laughs> but I noticed that when I drink too much, then that triggers anxiety for me also. So I'm like, yes. okay, so paying attention to these things, as well as self-care can look like, you know, have I gone to, um, you know, the doctor in a while? I haven't gone for my annual physical I haven't um you know when was the last time I just moved my body and whether that's stretching exercising whatever that is um you know reading things that are helpful spiritually what have I done for myself so before I you know I even have the idea of self-care just being kind of surface level but I think on a yeah. deeper level it's about how are you taking care of yourself I'm not a parent but I know parents you have to worry about the little ones you got to worry about yourself if you have a partner you're also worried about them so you're worried about all of these different people but just on a basic level have you taken care of yourself and a big part of that is rest yes i just <clears throat> i love everything you said and i just want to say i think we are living the same life <laughs> <laughs> we're the same person <laughs> literally because i i've never been shy about sharing my anxiety um i feel like i believe that i've had anxiety probably for my entire life and those moments of thinking too much about something where you almost think yourself into an exhaustion and then not doing it at all that is the life that i live and i get so frustrated with myself sometimes because i'm like i know i should be doing this whether it's a paper whether it's you know setting up posts for instagram whether it's cooking i'm like you know i'm in my head too much about it and by the time i go to do it it's just like ugh, I, I can't like it's and everyone doesn't understand that so i feel so connected to you for for sharing that and um Dante's the same he knows like Mike he knows um when it's the times and uh, I just let him know like bro like yeah. I don't have a cute lobster story but I'm just like today's not the day like, well you I'm can feeling... make you know like a gingerbread a, a pineapple whatever look it's just because sometimes I can't be bothered with the words okay it's just like just leave me alone you know yeah. just let me go through it yes. don't come in here leave me alone don't ask anything 
and I'm and I think that part made it a lot easier because we don't need to argue right now because I, yeah, I just, like you know I just need yes. some time so I don't want them to turn into an argument just it's a lobster day leave me alone <laughs> and you know what lobster day means <laughs> you already so know you, you don't want these problems right now I guarantee <laughs> please just, just slide me a snack under the door and I'm okay like, <laughs> no I so appreciate you saying that seriously and I often say that self-care is not as much as I love a good crab leg and a good pedicure <laughs> yes that is not so that is not self-care yeah. yes so sometimes or a lot of times or most times it should be about doing that deep work and that is understanding your anxiety communicating with your husband and your family and knowing what is necessary for you so man I just I love when I can relate I love that so much so you mentioned when you were talking about your self-care you said that um you're a sensitive black girl yeah. And I think I could be like the advocate for sensitive <laughs> black girl. If there's like, if you look up sensitive in the dictionary, I swear my picture's there, probably next to yours. Because <laughs> 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 I cry at the drop of a dime. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I embrace it now. Like, mm-hmm. I, let me ask you this before I even ask you my next question. So, as a crier, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get mad when people say, oh, are you about to cry? Does that bother you? Yes, I'm like, yeah. you don't know my life. <laughs> like, I probably am, but please, like, don't don't try to predict. I'm, I'm unpredictable. You don't know. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I've since realized, like, my family, you know, especially as they were learning, uh, getting to know Michael, you know, and um, they, they started like, oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, that's so the more they tell him, he's just like, oh, so I'm not alone. I'm like, yes, I may cry, but I don't want you to think that you know that. <laughs> right. Girl, it makes me so mad because people are like, oh, you about to cry? Especially my sister does it the most. She'd be like, you about to cry? Oh, oh. I'm like, no. leave me alone. Let me I mean, maybe later. Tears. <laughs> right. Like, after we get off the phone, yeah, but leave me alone. <laughs> Bye. Shoot. <laughs> oh, that's, because I also cry when I'm upset, when I'm just, you know, yes. angry or even frustrated. So I may Talk not. About it. I'm not, like you know, I'm not crying because I'm sad and I'm, but it's, you know, I can be embarrassed. I can be frustrated. I can be all of the other things, but in that moment, I just need to cry. Leave me alone. (laughs) I'll get myself together. (laughs) I will. (laughs) I 100% agree with that. And I hate that I cry when I'm angry because people think like, it's a weakness it's like no I'm actually trying not to beat you up like I'm really trying to just spare you right now but... I am trying to watch my damn mouth <laughs> so that something ugly does not come out so just give me a minute trust me it's it's not I don't need a hug at this time I need I need right. <laughs> yes so one time for the sensitive black girls now you recently created a new Instagram, a new platform that's called Sensitive Black Girl. Now tell us about that and what can we be expecting from that page? So the Sensitive Black Girls Club, it's so funny. I always say that, but it's so funny. Um, Because it was like, 
not really a secret, but it was kind of a secret. So I started it probably in like 2018. Um, and I oh. had the idea, but I never posted anything because I was so scared. I was just like, well, I don't know. There are a lot of people doing this. I don't know. And so imposter syndrome has, mm-hmm. you know, always been a thing. Um, and I've had the Instagram for the longest and it's only recently that I started to post on it and actually like, okay, I can make this into a thing. I need to, to push this idea out. So, um, the idea came about one day I was just thinking and I'm always, um, I'm always thinking of how I can collaborate with, with other black women. I'm a naturally social person, even though I also like my alone time, but, um, (laughs) but I always come up with ideas. And, uh, so I'm very much an ideas person. I'm like, okay, what about this? What if you call me and you're like, Hey, I need an idea for something. All right, girl, I got you. You know, I can come with the ideas. Now, Again, once it comes to implementing it, I don't know, you're on your own. You got to work out the details, but I will give you the idea. So I had the idea and I thought, um, you know, I wanted to create a platform for Black women where we could talk candidly, um, you know, laugh also, and also share information. So, um, so I initially presented it to my husband and I said, what do you think about this idea? The Sensitive Black Girls Club. And he was like, yeah, but sensitive has a negative connotation. And I was like, exactly. That's the point. Why does sensitive <laughs> have a negative connotation? Like, why do I have to feel bad about that? So yeah. um, when I thought about being, you know, what it means to be sensitive, it's, you know, beyond just um, things easily bothering you. But also thinking about how we are perceived as black women. We're supposed to be the superwoman who, you know, goes to work, does all of these things. We don't, you know, we might have a little sass, but we get through the day, then we come home and we put, you know, (laughs) put the kids to bed. And then we are just, we are good and we are happy. Like, um, that's not my life. And also, you know, we're allowed to be. Can't relate. Yeah, can't relate, sorry. Um, Can we also be, you know, Silly. Can we also be, you know, sensitive? Can we show a different side of Black women that we are real? We have other feelings yes. um, and we're not just, you know, quote unquote angry. We're not just, um, you know, we're not super women either. I mean, we're super women in the sense that we're badasses. And of course we do right. all these amazing things historically, but I'm not, you know, a superhero in the sense that, you know, I, I don't have other feelings and I'm just made of steel and that's all that I do. So, um, that was the idea behind it. And I wanted to just create this space where, um, I can share information about mental health, start having these conversations. Um, eventually I would like to have, you know, things like wellness trips, wellness days but you know just in a fun way like everything doesn't have to be serious super serious also having some fun um and also you know creating a space for black female therapists so that we can you know network we can share information when I moved to the district um you know I had a really hard time of trying to navigate licensure and all of that so I also wanted to have space for that so I have big ideas for it but it's so funny because when you when you mentioned or you said something, I was like, oh, oh no. It's like, cause like I said, it was like my secret. So I was like, she knows. So, cause I've been following people and like liking 
sending people stuff, put like three posts up, but it's still like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's like my baby. And then when you said, I was like, oh my God, she know, like now I have to talk about it. I have to do it. <laughs> yes, girl. And when I seen it, I think I even said like, I didn't even know what this, like, I didn't even know about it. So when I came across it, I'm like, wait, I think I saw that you liked something. And I was like, sensitive black girl, that, that's, that's me. Like, am I following this person? And so when I saw that it was you, I was like, Kevin's doing this? Oh my gosh. And so I just think it's the best idea. Like, I, I think whenever you start doing this stuff, like, sign me up, girl, because I'm here for a good cry, but I'm also here for some networking and just really relating on different levels. So I'm so excited for that. The cat's out the bag now. So. <laughs> I know, but I can't, I can't. I was like, I guess this is like, you know, the universe God would have yep. you be like, girl, it's time. I'm like, oh it's my time. God, it's time. <laughs> really you like, were praying <laughs> I was like, how did she know? And of course, I'm already liking your thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you were praying for a sign or worrying about it, girl, I'm known to be confirmation for people. I don't know what it is, but everybody's always like, oh my gosh, that's my confirmation. You're the third person or whatever. So, girl, there you go. I need to be around Let's... you more often. Like, what have you been, girl, I have questions. I need you to just confirm if this right or not. <laughs> Seriously, though, I don't know what it is, but I guess it's time for you to start that uh, Sister Black Girls Club. Yes. So period. We, <laughs> period. So, <laughs> so I've started the Instagram, so it's yes. at the Sensitive Black Girls Club. So I will, you know, be posting more and sharing more yes. as I organize more things. So I'm super excited. Um, but yeah, that's that's where that's where I've been. I've been hiding, but now I'm, I'm out. Um, <laughs> it's literally, <laughs> Kira has said you have to come out. So, um, but yeah, I'm, you're I'm welcome. Thanks, <laughs> me later. <laughs> I love it. Y'all, don't y'all just love Kelly? I'm, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I need to be a co-host. I need to be here all the time. Yes, okay, please. <laughs> I can run my mouth. I'm like, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely when this whole pandemic is over, when this episode of uh, Black Mirror is over, <laughs> we'll definitely have to meet up in dc mm -hmm. again or hey come to florida i don't care i just anything at this point <laughs> yes anything <laughs> thank you but so the, much girl no worries and there y'all have it make sure you follow her especially on the sensitive black girls club instagram yes. because we all know that there's going to be so many more exciting things there Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so appreciative. And I know this is only the beginning for Forelness Sake and Kelly. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>